Hello, it is the fourth Sunday of Lent, March 19th, and this is The Daily Pause. This is a podcast that's dedicated to waiting on God, and I am so grateful that you have joined us. We we don't often keep a, a co-host over for more than two days, but today, back by popular demand, is my friend Colin Benson coming to, to read for us and pray over us again today. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad that you're here. Um, you you have a role here at the church. Lots of places that you serve, right? You do kids ministry and worship, and you're uh, the vice chair of the board. Yeah. And uh, but what which of those jobs you like the best? Uh, I I love all of them equally. You do, huh? No. Uh, honestly, I gotta say, um, one of my favorite things in life is spending time with those kids. Yes. And it makes a huge difference. It does. Yeah. So all of you out there that are listening, maybe the Lord has it up on your heart to to care for kids. We need you right now. There's a lot of little ones, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been, it's, and there's a lot more coming. <laughs> yes, there is. Twelve of them, actually, yeah. so that we know of. So right. uh, anyways, we're glad that you're here with us today. We're going to be starting this new week, and we're grateful that you joined us. Let's pause for a few moments of quiet to say, God, welcome into my life again today. I pause my heart to listen to your voice to give you my agenda and take yours. Let's begin now. Fourth Sunday of Lent. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white. Mark 9 2 through 3. The details of the transfiguration are both straightforward and staggering. Jesus and three disciples go up a mountain to pray. As Jesus prays, his appearance changes. He becomes visibly radiant, as if the light of heaven shone out of him. Then two ancient biblical figures, Moses and Elijah, appear and talk with him. Finally, a cloud covers them, and the disciples became frightened. A voice comes out of the cloud and says, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Then suddenly, the disciples find themselves alone with Jesus again. This experience stresses the two essential truths for our journey in the kingdom of God. First, as Christ followers, we need mountaintop experiences to keep our discipleship fresh, vital, and alive. The eternal realm, the hidden dimension of God's transforming presence, penetrates our earthly reality and is always available to us. We need to regularly open ourselves to this divine reality so that our lives also glow with God's presence and power. If we have never experienced an encounter like this, we may want to re-examine those spiritual practices of solitude, prayer, and worship that open our lives to them. Second, the transfiguration reminds us that mountaintop experiences are not ends in and of themselves. Their importance lies in where they lead us. 
Immediately after Jesus is transfigured, he comes down from the mountaintop into the valley of human need and suffering. He brings healing to a child suffering from seizures. In that moment, he translates his spiritual experience into compassionate action. For Jesus, coming down from the mountain is as important as going up the mountain. Let us take time to ponder this truth. As followers of Jesus, we are invited to bring the light of our mountaintop experiences into the darkness of our pain-filled world. Sometimes we don't want to look at the pain and misery around us, at home, at work, among our neighbors and friends. After all, we live in a culture that works to avoid or ignore other suffering. But we need to be sharply countercultural. Rather than avoiding them, we need to intentionally engage those who suffer. We can make new beginnings this Lent by connecting with those who are hurting and by offering them the healing beam of God's presence. Amen. When I look back on my journey with Jesus, I can remember some pretty significant moments where I experienced mountaintop times, Mm -hmm. where either it was a time of prayer or a of an event that I went to where I sensed God's presence or felt his call. Uh, I've said this before, but one time I was driving down the road and I headed home in my big green uh, uh, humility vehicle, I called it. It was a green Chevy Beauville <laughs> van that was awesome in 1977, and it leaked right on my head. And uh, I was I was gifted that gift, and uh, someone painted it for me. And uh, but I was driving down the road just from work, nothing going on. In fact, it was like a spring day like this, and I felt the Lord just speak to my heart, "Son, I love you," and it just overwhelmed me. It was this sense of out of the blue, no reason. The Lord just spoke to my heart, and it just overwhelmed me. And I, I think there is that, this truth of caring experiences and moments, our devotional life is meant to be lived out in the valley, as it were. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, it, it, those moments have usually come to me when, when I'm trying to take control, hmm. when there's so many things in my life that are going on that I'm trying to take control of. Usually what happens is I figure, man, I've, I've got this. I've got this figured out. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And um, that's usually when I get this, um, this anxiety, this tension, this kind of feeling under my skin that, you know, that, uh, that this turmoil is going to be hard, uh, and that, but I can soldier through it. I can make this happen. And then, um, it's usually, I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's a guy thing or what, but it's usually in the car. Uh, it's usually on the freeway, um, you know, a, a, a longer car ride. And I just get this reminder um, actually, no, you, you don't have this. You don't have to have this cause I've got this. Um, and, uh, the couple of times that this really stick out, uh, are when I was really young. Um, and, uh, I had a plan, I won't get into it, but, uh, I had a plan of what was going to happen over the course of a weekend. And, um, uh, God just kind of revealed himself to me. Uh, I got this just overwhelming kind of uh, warmth, um, comforting feeling, and just um, went, you know what? You're right. Uh, I, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was a, there was a time a couple years ago when, it was, when life was hard, 
really difficult, um, battling anxiety and depression. And um, there was just a, a realization. Um, sometimes that comes from a nudge uh, from my wife. Sure. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, uh, but um, but yeah, just that that um, overwhelming feeling of uh, peace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's pray for people. You pray for us, actually. Why don't you pray that uh, two things that the thought came to me. What if we prayed, God, would you show up in our lives, in our car rides or wherever we find ourselves? And then would you help us to show up with the grace we've been given? Help us to show up in other people's lives. Would you pray that way? Yeah. Dear God, uh, thank you for... um, this this day, this opportunity, this time together, uh, God, in in this uh, this time, I just pray that um, you would um, show up. Uh, you're always there, Lord. Uh, you're always with us. But um, but whether it's a, a car ride experience, a mountaintop experience, whatever we want to call it, um, show that radiant light, um, that transfiguration, just. Um, emanate that light so that we can't uh, ignore it, that we can't uh, shove it off to the side. Um, Get right down in our faces and say, here I am, uh, and help us to see that, Lord. Help us to to, um, put away all the distractions and uh, just accept that from you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, everyone, for listening in today. May you enjoy the Lord's day and one another in Jesus' name. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.